0: We had done Canto 11, part 2, chapter 24 from the Srimad Bhagavatam. We had completed up to verse 5. So, so far what we had done was, now this is a new chapter called the philosophy of Sankhya. Till last time what we had done was introduce that particular subject of Sankhya Yoga. It is so that person, the individual can understand the duality in nature see we always have duality about life whether i am the person or this body is the person so who is this i the knowledge about the i is extremely important so we are slowly moving towards that so now what was introduced was how this entire thing happens first there was a creation and then from the creation came different elements and from the elements, nature was a part of this. So, Mother Nature, we have always said Mother Nature. Mother Nature is a part of this. She is the one who creates. So, she is also called the Creatrix. And how this entire thing happens? And what we learnt was the three gunas which come into play. Sattva, and Tamas. So, from now, that is henceforth, we are taking up from where we left off. Shrimad Bhagavatam. Canto 11, part 2, chapter 24. The philosophy of Sankhya, we are doing verse 6. From these modes arose the primeval sutra, along with the Mahatattva. By the transformation of the Mahatattva, was generated the false ego, the cause of the living entities' bewilderment. Bewilderment. <laughs> it's a very... Strange term over here. What is this bewilderment? I can explain to you from a child's point of view. Imagine a child is born. You know, just I want you to imagine. You may not remember any of these things, but you can imagine definitely when a child is born. How does he look at the world? You should look at his eyes. He is looking at everything in us in awe and in bewilderment is always wondering he is wondering what is happening around me you know he has undergone the biggest torture of his life the child who is born has gone the biggest torture of his life and we think that the child doesn't know anything about pain or what is the meaning of suffering I will ask you a simple question. Think, if somebody were to put you upside down in a very, very cloistered and a closed space without any light coming in and suspended in water for maybe a couple of months, do you think you will love it? And then to top it all, you have to squeeze out from the smallest possible, you know, space it is a very very tough thing for the child who has undergone the greatest of the traumas think of yourself as a child do you know if you are used to claustrophobia you know you don't want to go in spaces which are very very close or small spaces people have fear of you know going in very small spaces isn't it now imagine If you were to be kept in such a space, then what happens? But the child has undergone this problem. That means you also have gone through this torture yourself. And then on top of it, human beings, they feel so happy giving birth to more children. Are you not the one who is a torturer for the next one? Um, Human beings are happy. Oh, I got a son, I got a daughter, I got this. Nine months you are holding that baby inside a tiny space. And you are like a jailer. And then you are releasing the child outside in the world. Isn't it going to be bewilderment? Now what I described is a process. The whole process is like this. Where does the baby come from? Has anybody thought about it? I mean, we have learnt in science that, okay, there is an egg and there is a sperm and then they come together and then the egg is formed and blah blah blah, all that kind of thing. And there is a self-multiplication and from that a zygote is formed and from that zygote a child is formed. The first day. You know, the hands, legs, heart, this, that, everything else forms. Of course, of course, we have learnt everything like that. And you have seen even in the National Geographic channel everything. I am sure most of you would love to watch National Geographic. You have seen the birth of so many creatures. Hmm? And nowadays they have cameras fitted inside all over the place so you get to see the child in a particular manner. Yes, of course, you have seen all that. Now, what is the process? This is what the process is. From the three modes across the primeval sutra, along with the Mahat by the transformation of the Mahat tattva was generated the false ego. The cause of the living entity's bewilderment. So, there is something which happened. So let us go back to the previous verse what was the previous verse telling us how this creation happened right mother nature who is the mother of all now she gave birth to this three modes which is sattva rajas and tamas what is sattva the goodness aspect of it what is rajas the passion or the work aspect of it and the third one is ignorance aspect of it. So all these three, yesterday we learned why it is so very important to have all these three in the world. Isn't it? We cannot have just one thing. We have to have the entire spectrum of things in our world. So for a conditioned soul to be there, you need all these three. Then from this sattva, rajas and tamas, there are different different things which come together total 16 elements, they combine in a different format. Now, this is not a class of the Tattwa Bodh, so I am not going to give you a detailed analysis of how the creation happens, because Tatva Bodh by itself is a massive subject. So, let me just cut it short for you and say that elements come together, and all these elements come together in such a way, along with the different different Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, they all combine together to form this entity. So this entity first has something to say. I am existing. I exist. So who is the one who exists? The I comes into the picture. Who are you? My name is so and so. Isn't that how we talk? Do we say, that person is so and so? No. If somebody asks you, who are you? My name is XYZ. You don't say that, this person is called. We don't say that, isn't it? And those who have been with me to meet some, you know, my, my friends, Swamiji's, Have you heard them talk in in a third person? They all speak in third person, isn't it? You know the way they speak? They speak in such a manner that Swamiji is saying like this. But you are the Swami, why are you saying Swamiji is saying like this? Did you get the point? So, all these great sages and saints, they do not talk in first person because the moment you speak in first person, It is all about I, me, myself. You know that I, me, myself is so strong, isn't it? And the ego is so strong that you feel hurt the moment somebody punctures it. Just a little bit of puncture and you have finished. Now, coming back to our story. The false ego gets created. That means the entity called I exist happens. Which is the cause of bewilderment. And the moment the I comes into the picture, What happens to the person? The person immediately says, Where am I? The child looks around and says, Where am I? Who are these people? Are they related to me? Do you get the point? The child is speaking like this, but we don't know much about it. Unless and until you are John Travolta. I'm sorry, that's a joke. That is... (laughs) So, look who is talking is the name of the film where the beginning itself they have shown how, you know, he is just talking in the background and how the baby gets created. So, that's why I said it. false ego, which is the cause of physical sensation, the senses and the mind, encompasses both spirit and matter and manifests in three varieties. In the modes of goodness, passion and ignorance. This is slightly a difficult subject. So let let us go about it from the child's point of view. So now we have a baby who is born. And the moment the baby is born, he looks around and says, Where am I? Who am I? Who are these people? What am I doing over here? Maybe those are the questions that are going on. It is literally for everybody. Even you may, you have said the same thing, but you don't remember that. <laughs> so false ego, which is the cause of physical sensation. Do you know what the doctor does when the child is born? Give a tight wrap. And the child starts bawling. Ah, like that. And naturally, everybody is happy except the child. Imagine the moment you are born on a tender skin, you are given one wrap. What happens to you? I'm sure you wouldn't want somebody to... You see, somebody wakes you up from your sleep also, you get irritated. (laughs) Now here, as a child, you're given one tight wrap. And there, you're supposed to bawl out loudly. Like that. Then everybody is happy. You start breathing. So many days you were not breathing inside, isn't it? You were suspended in that liquid placenta. So when the child is born what happens the moment he comes out? He starts He starts breathing in this outside air. One day you are not doing that and the next moment you are doing that. Imagine you hmm, are a fish and today you are living in the water and tomorrow you are supposed to come outside and breathe. Do you think that is okay with you? No. So, did you understand how much of a trauma the child actually goes through? You have to understand this. We think giving birth and the baby will be very, very happy. You know? It is not a, it's not real. The moment the child is born, this is what he goes through. It's a cause of physical sensation. He goes through the physical sensation. First and foremost, he was suspended in water, the liquid. And now he is supposed to face this air and his skin and his mouth and his face and everything is outside. How does he feel? The sensation comes to him. The senses start acting. So what does the doctor do? The doctor wants to find out whether he can cry. Number one, the breathing starts. Sometimes the child opens the eyes. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, then it happens. Hearing. The hearing begins. And all the action connected to the senses and the sense organ starts reacting to this universe. So the senses start. And then. The mind. Now think, the mind has just woken up. What does the mind do? The mind immediately starts the process. Do you know when you put on your computer, how it comes on? You have to log in and so on and so forth. There is a process. Right? In olden times, when we used to put on the tube light, it would take at least you know half a minute to ch ch chuk, 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 chuk it will come out. But today, you put on that light, it comes on immediately, isn't it? Our mind is like that. It doesn't, it's not like a tube light, by the way. It comes on immediately. The moment you are born, <laughs> it is in action. Hmm? So we say in our school, Bola, we have said in school, oh this fellow is a tube light. When someone doesn't know how to <laughs> do things properly, we have always called him a tube light But think, mind is not a tube light it comes on immediately. With the senses, the mind becomes active immediately. What does it do? It encompasses spirit and matter and manifests in three varieties. There is one problem in our world you know we always think every human being has a soul one soul so everybody has a soul sorry that is not the truth everybody doesn't have an individual soul this is a wrong statement there is only one soul one soul and that is called the super soul that is called god almighty super soul supreme divine consciousness allah bhagwan whatever you want to call him yeah it's okay by me So that is only one. Now in that one, can I make small bits of it? Do you think this is schema, is it? No. (laughs) You can't make small, small bits of it. That soul is one only. You can't make small bits of it. Okay? But what we have, what every individual in this world has, is called an individual spirit. Sometimes it is going by the name spirit-soul. Spirit, soul. We just call it by that name. In our world we call it Jeeva Atma. Jeeva Atma. But this Jeeva Atma is the one which keeps you ticking. Something has to... You know when the child is there inside the womb, it has got life, isn't it? So something is keeping it alive. What is it that is keeping you alive till the last date? That is called the spirit. Got it? Spirit, yeah, we have also learned spirit is like that booth, the ghost. <laughs> we call it the spirit, exactly like that, you know, spirit. So everybody has the spirit and the matter. What is the matter? These are physical matter. We are made up of physical elements. This body is made up of physical elements, right? For simplicity, I am not going to say carbon, hydrogen, oxygen and all that. I am not going to say those words. We are going to simply say that it is made up of five elements right the five elements are what air water huh? all those earth <laughs> so space right and fire <laughs> all these five elements combine to create a human being any creature for that matter then what are the what is the second thing that makes that person alive it is called a spirit all right So, don't mix it up with the soul. The soul is God, super, superman, and super person. So, this is what makes us alive, but it is in the three modes of nature. What are the three modes of nature? Goodness, passion, and ignorance. Reiterating once again that human beings are born from their birth in these three modes alone, all right? The moment you are born, you are exactly like this because you are taking up either the goodness mode, the action mode or the ignorance mode, one of the three. But are you complete? Yes, of course you are complete. So every human being, every creature on this planet earth has one material body, which is what we said just now, matter, spirit, okay, and they have one of these three modes of nature. It could be all mixed up also, it does not matter. So every human being has some amount of goodness as well, so everybody is coming up Package deal, it's like a package deal. You have got earlier, we used to, you know, my computer state like that, which has got all the RAM, ROM, this, that, everything put together. Huh? Now you will go out and you will change the RAM also. <laughs> you say, I don't want 4GB is not sufficient, I want 16GB. <laughs> you want to go and change the GPU also and CPU also and everything. Now you want to create your own identity. In the same way, the human being is like that. He has come up all as a package deal. From the false ego, in the mode of ignorance, came the subtle physical perception from which the gross elements were generated. From false ego, in the mode of passion, came the senses. And from false ego, in the mode of goodness, arose the eleven demigods. Now this is very slow, we have to take it from here, the false ego. I told you I got created, see we have taken the example of a baby okay, for understanding purpose. But this what we are speaking over here is not the baby baby, we are talking about how this universe or this world or anything for that matter comes into being. Comes into being means becomes alive. Something happens. So it is just an example which is given to you. That is the reason why I am talking about computers and human beings and so on and so forth. So it is an example for your understanding purpose. So again coming back to how these three modes of nature. Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. That means how does goodness react? Right? How does passion react? And how does ignorance react in this world? What do they do? What does these three things in nature do to us? To anything. Us means human beings also and this universe as well. What does it do? From the false ego in the mode of ignorance came the subtle physical perceptions. What are the physical perceptions that you have? Subtle physical perceptions. Do you know when? Can you hear a sound? You see, if there is a bee buzzing somewhere, can you hear it? Somewhere you will hear zzzz like that, isn't it? Hmm? Suppose you are in a place where you know you find that the crockery is breaking somewhere, you can hear it. When you're passing from near, uh, say, a uh, restaurant, can you get the nice smells of coffee being brewed over there? Ah, or maybe some idli, dosa, or something is happening. Of course, you get all the smells, isn't it? You can hear, you can smell, you can see also. You see, before the sunrise, do you see that red glow in the sky? You see the red glow, hmm? a little bit of tinge of orange, reddish glow, and then the sun will rise. So you get what is called as a subtle perception. You get an idea about something. It's called idea. Right? What is the idea? Oh, I think that is what it is. So did you get the idea about subtle perception? Now, let us say we go to the next one. I have spoken about the smell, I have spoken about hearing, I have spoken about seeing. Taste. Do you you need to be told how an Imli tastes, how tamarind tastes? No, no. I don't think you need to be told. The moment you see a tamarind, you know, if you go to the market and you see tamarind, you you will immediately do this, isn't it? exactly what happens then touch how does the touch work i'm sure you know that i don't need to express it to you so this is what subtle perceptions are in the universe now i have given you human way of looking at it but think about this universal way of looking at it do you know the animals already know when it is going to rain you know, huh? you have also seen how the trees close up, you know, when it is night time, they, they, all the leaves become like this. Exactly. huh? You must think that, oh, the nature doesn't have, nature also has perceptions, by the way. The animal, you see, if your dog has eaten something and you look at your dog in a certain way, hmm? Have you done something wrong? The moment you look at the dog like this, doesn't the dog cower? Doesn't he do like this? Your dog also has perceptions, isn't it? So have you noticed the whole universe has perceptions? Everybody in this world has perceptions. Okay? And that is what comes from the mode of ignorance from which the gross elements were generated. So from the mode of ignorance, what happened? Now this we are going back in time, alright? So when we go back in time, this was an example which I gave you of the five, ele- five senses. Okay. Now, if I go back in time, what is it that happened when God was creating all this thing? Ignorance created these elements. What are the elements? I told you just now, fire, water, you know all those things. So those are basic elements, basic structure. Hmm? Now, if I want to create something in my house, in in my kitchen, suppose I want to make bread, chapati, flat bread, do you think I require the yata or what we call as the floor? Of course we require the floor. That is called the basic element, isn't it? Now can I just take the floor and uh, eat it? No, I'll have to use other stuff inside like water, kneading it or making it into a dough. So now do you understand the process begins by first getting the ingredients in place. Ingredient? did you understand ingredients in place? So I need to first get the ingredients in place. So when at the beginning of creation, the ingredients have to first fall in place. The reason why I gave you the example of the rising sun, you see the red glow over there, is it's an indication that there is going to be something. So first I need all these things indicative. The five things indicate They are going to be there. Okay. I need the earth. Definitely I need the earth. Earth doesn't mean Earth, by the way. Earth means the moment I say Earth, you will think of it as a planet. No, 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 no. no. Bodies, physically, what is existing in this world. If you go to the moon, you go to Venus, Saturn, whichever planet. Do do you see what that is? That mud and stuff like that. That is the Earth I am talking about. Earth is not the Earth Earth that we are talking about. Got it? The physical matter. Hmm? That is needed, number one. Number two water or the dissolving element is required dissolving you see when you are kneading the dough you require the dough and uh, the um, what you call that uh, you know wheat that flour and then you require water also so now do you do you understand to create something first i need the base which is what we are talking about the earth then we require water now Along with the water, what do we require? We require something which is called place. Where is it all going to be? Can I just suspend that thing? No, I need a place. So, place is required, so space we call it, space. Can I cook in the living room? No, I need a place, isn't it? I need the kitchen. I need a place where the gas and other things are there. So that is there. So place is required. What else is required? Think. Do I need the air also? Air is needed. We keep the dough for some time. hmm, For it to rise and so on and so forth. So air is needed. For anything to exist, something called air is needed. Hmm? Now you know on the moon there is nobody staying there. Why? No air. (laughs) You'll have to take your, you know, backpacks with all that air in it and go over there and then, yes, you can live over there. So air is needed. And the last thing that is needed, when I'm making chapati or that bread, what do I need? Fire. So now did you understand these five things are important for anything to exist. So first, this is what got generated. From false mode, false ego, in the mode of passion, came the senses. So after this, you mix it around. See, if you just take the floor, does it have any smell or anything? No, it is having no such thing. But when you are cooking it, you can get nice smell, no? So your senses are going to be affected or no? So after this, what is needed? The senses are needed. Then what comes? And from the false ego in the mode of goodness are arose the 11 demigods. Now when I say the demigods, the first thing that comes to the mind is what do you mean by demigods? What demigods are we talking about? See this, in today's day and age to talk to anybody about God as a subject, it's a difficult thing. Because the moment you say, the moment you say that, you know, there is a God somewhere, the first thing they will ask is, I want to see him. That is wrong. How can you see something? Then there is no God, because you cannot give me proof of the pudding. So if you cannot give me the proof, then there is no God there. That's the an immediate answer. That is not the correct answer. What is required over here? is called the demigods. What is demi? Demi means half. Isn't it? Half. Demi means half. God. Why? He's got certain powers. So demigods are required. Has anybody seen these demigods? I can ask any person on earth, have you seen these demigod somewhere? The answer is no. So, you can ask any friend of yours, any relative of yours, any any person, your forefathers also, have you seen any demigods or for that matter, God? The answer is very simply, (coughs) no, I don't know, (laughs) I don't think I have seen any God of any kind. Then what is the point in saying demigod? So, the demigod is a very, very important subject. What is a demigod? We have heard of Brahmaji, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, all these gods are there. Huh? Do you think that all these gods put together, including Indras and Vayu and you know Hagni and all, all these are gods? They are prayed as gods, isn't it? Now can I simply say that? Do you think Brahmaji has the idea of destruction? No. Brahmaji can only create. He is God, the creator. The creator, the one who creates. Correct? Brahmaji has got limited power. Got it? He has got very, very limited power. His power is creation. He cannot do destruction. The last god, Shivji, can he create? No. He has got limited power called destruction only. He cannot create. Like that, if you look at all these gods that are there in the Indian pantheon, you will find that there is, you know, Agni Dev and this and that. Now you think Agni, Agni is fire god. You think fire god can create water? No. Can water god create fire? No. So everybody has a limited power. Have you seen that? Now, the next question of yours would be where are these gods? I just now explained to you they are called P O W E R power. They are in the form of power inside every created being got it you me and the whole world around us have these creative powers what are the creative powers the creative power of connected to birth can a human give birth give birth to a child of course Can you destroy? Can you kill? Yes, of course. Can you sustain when you are taking care of your own children? Are you not sustaining them? Yes, of course. So you have powers of all the three gods put together. Now do you understand what these demigods are? Demigods are powers within you. You are the framework of this entire universe. You are the one which holds this universe. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom which we talk about. Everything you know. Everything is within you. So, do you have the fire? Do you know a man can spit fire from anywhere? From the mouth also? We can talk whatever we want. Blah 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 blah. And we can destroy somebody's career, somebody's life also by speaking. Right? We say, you know, fiery speech. This person is giving a fiery speech. Do we say these words? Yes. But we have never understood what fiery speech stands for. When you say that my stomach is burning, what are you talking about? The fire within your stomach. Isn't it? Definitely. That which is creating that power within. So, every person has got every individual element in them. These gods which we are talking about, elementary gods, these are called demigods. So, if you look at fire god, it is there within you, in your stomach, in your eyes. He's looking at me blazing. He's looking like that. So, we say those words, isn't it? He's beating fire. Okay. So, every part of our body. Contains this fire. Hmm? Do we say this fellow is blowing hot air? Air, again another god, Vayu, is very much within you. Then we come to all other gods. Take all the gods that are there on our tongue. We have the different kinds of, you know, we can taste different stuff. Isn't it? We can taste different, different stuff. There are salivary glands inside. Hmm? They are also digesting certain carbohydrates in that. So, the digestion is nothing but what we call as a process. Isn't it? We described it as Yagya. Y-A-G-N-Y-A. Yagnya. Yajna or Yajna, whatever you want to call it. So something is happening in our our mouth also. Something is happening in our ears also. The moment somebody says something
1: bad about
0: us, we get angry. So there is a digestion happening in your ear also. You are digesting the words somebody is saying. From your nose, are you getting the smells? Yes. If it is a nice smell, you can say, Oh, you are wearing a very good perfume. This way, can you see that we have all the powers of all these gods within us? So if I were to take the gods called fire, we have the fire in us. The wind, the wind god also is there within us. All the other elementary gods that we can think of, what are the other gods that we can think of? Like Varuna, the sea, the god of the sea. What are the seas? There is a sea. There are so many creatures in that sea, right? How many seas are there? We say in no, the seven seas. You have heard of that? Seven seas. Seven islands, seven seas, seven oceans, seven, seven, seven everywhere. pe Satta. So, all the sevens. What are these seven stuff? <laughs> have you ever thought of it? So, the sea. The ocean is also within us. Okay? (laughs) No, don't think so much. But let let just for see for understanding purpose, I have given you your nose and I have given you some example. I have told you about the stomach. Creative elements are there within us. Human beings have gonads also, no? Your sexual organ is there, no? It is. Don't you think it is creating something? Your bone marrow, is it not creating the cells? So do you have the creation, power of creation also? So if I think in terms of Brahmaji, do you know Brahmaji can be sitting from my ear to the tip of my uh, toe? Here also something is growing, no? Hair is growing, isn't it? <laughs> it's come. Even if I shave my head completely, do you think the hair will grow or no? Of course it will grow. So Brahmaji is very much sitting in my my skull also, outside here, on this scalp also. Okay. So like that, all the gods, if you get, they are all sitting all over your being. And that is the reason why all these deities, semi, we call them what? Demigods, half-god. Why? Because they have creative powers. I hope you understood what is creative powers. So now don't go outside and say, Agni Devta tu khidare down. I'm sorry, boss, there is no Agni Devta outside. Yeah, you can I can make a fire over there and go around it, you know, and call Agni Devta over there. Yes, I can do that. I can go to a temple which has got an Agni Dev over there. Of course, I can do that as well. Hmm? There is a representation, it is called a representation. Correct? I can build a statue of yours and I can put one hair on that. I can put one garland, I'll do it after, I mean, yeah. after I am dead, you can make my statue and put one garland around it as a representation, isn't it? We represent things. Hmm? Okay, when you are girlfriends and boyfriends, have you not, oh, uska uh, handkerchief Like, ten uh, bar, yaar, usne usse naak clean ki, I'm sorry, yaar, this is in Hindi. But imagine, you know, your girlfriend's handkerchief is with you. <laughs> what is it? Don't, don't ask me. <laughs> So this is how it works, it's a representation. So these gods which are there in the temples, they are just representations. Are they sitting in that place? (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) Think, if somebody makes a statue of yours, are you sitting in that statue? No. But suppose somebody puts a garland around it, do you feel honored? Yes, of course. But somebody has put a garland around that statue, why are you honored? Do you get the point? So when we are honoring these gods and these goddesses, all this kind of thing in this world that we do, we are actually honoring those gods as a representation. Representation. So when people say, "No, you people, all the Hindus over there in the world, they are idolaters. We praise the idols, sir. Even Nelson, you know that one-eyed guy, He also has a statue somewhere in London, okay? Right? If you go to uh, Paris, you will find some statues there also. If you go to say Milan or some such place, if you go to Rome, do you think there are no statues there? Of course there are statues there. If you go to church, there is no cross over there with Jesus on it. It's a representation. It is only a representation. So Hindus, what they do, they have I don't know how many millions of gods around us. Why? We represent them. With one small statue of theirs. We create that statue and we, we honor them. By putting some garland and putting some tika, vika and all that, all that vermilion. And, and you know, doing all those prayers. Of course we are honoring them. And if you are honored like that, do you feel nice about it? Of course you will also feel nice about it. Uh, you will ask me, what? Sir, today it's a day of Instagram and uh, whatever. Okay? Now, if somebody comes and likes your Instagram, post, tick, are you happy with it? Yes. That's your representation, isn't it? Your Instagram, Snapchat or whatever, you know, Facebook, somebody comes and you have written some crap over there, you know, everybody should be doing this, everybody should be doing that. And you have posted something and somebody, some friend of yours comes and likes it. Ting! Oh, he liked mine. Okay, very good. So this is what we do. So if you like something, but you are not sitting on that thing, you know. It's just a picture of yours. Okay? And somebody liking your pictures, do you feel nice about it? Of course you feel nice about it. That is the reason why these gods have to be represented outside. And when you go and like their stuff, you know, when you put one garland around them, they also like it because it's their Instagram. But it, these gods also feel mighty pleased about it, and that is the reason why they can give you extra benefits. Extra benefits you, can, you have to understand. If you go and like your girlfriend's picture, naturally she is going to give you one extra kiss. I think that is how it works. <laughs> Just a joke, okay? But <laughs> that is that is how we are. We always are bothered about benefits. This is a beneficial society. So think like that. So these demigods are required, isn't it? And where do they come from? They come from this false ego. And the mode of goodness. Why are they the mode of goodness? Because they represent P-O-W-E-R-S powers. Okay? Now, there are lots of Lakshmis in our group, by the way. They are all known by different, different names. So all these Lakshmis, I ask them, you must be very rich, no? The answer is uh, no, I am working very hard. I want to become rich. But why is a Lakshmi rot rich? Have you ever thought of that? Somebody's name must be Sharda, you know, Saraswati. You ask her, uh, do you know about uh, subjects which are like you know are you like Google? No, I don't know much. I am an I, I did my engineering from this college. My name is Sharda, whatever, Swami and whatever. But you don't know much about this life? No. Then why is your name Sharda? It represents Saraswati, isn't it? You should be the goddess of knowledge? No. They don't have the knowledge. But did I not say that every human being has all these things in it, in them? The power to generate that massive amount of money, wealth, is there within every human being. So the god, this demigod called Lakshmi, why is she demigod? Please understand, Lakshmi doesn't have any control over education, correct? Saraswati cannot have any control over money. They are independent of each other, they are powers within their domain only, correct? So what is domain of Lakshmi? wealth money this that what is the domain of saraswati education knowledge blah 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 everyone has the capacity everyone has the power and that is the reasons we say everybody has been given the potential the term is potential for knowledge potential for making money Potential for gathering the wealth. Potential for being a creative person. And every other potential is there in every being. Unfortunately, M doesn't exist. You know what M means? Empowerment doesn't exist. M is also money. Vitamin M is called money, isn't it? (laughs) Like that. Empowerment is not there. We are not empowering ourselves. If you ask that person, do you know this? No, I don't know. Do you know how to make money? No, I don't know. Everything is I don't know. Whereas the truth is, actually you have everything within you. Everybody can get empowered, provided they do something about it. But unfortunately, man is not interested in doing anything. They can give a million reasons why they cannot do anything. Isn't it? This is our problem in the world. If I say, can you do this? or oh, let me think about it. So, now I hope you understood that demigods are representative of power within every human being. And when we put a statue of theirs outside, we are just representing them. Got it? Now, if I take a very old God, you know the way if if I, maybe a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, the God was supposed to have some, you know, nice face, one mukuta, you know, that crown on top of the head. He will be half naked over here. He will have some nice, arms huh, around that. Why are they representing God like that? Because somebody from that Yuga drew that God like that. Okay? Or somebody from, you know, the ancient time, 2000 years ago,
1: represented God as an angry fellow
0: <clears throat> with big daddy and all that. Maybe they that God never had shavers, you know, shavers or something like that. But it is their way of looking at God. But today if you have to have a God, what kind of God will you have? You will represent him maybe wearing some shirt, pant or maybe and the woman may be wearing some dress. I don't know. How would you represent God today? Think of the question. When your children are going to ask you the question, how does your God look like? You are going to give that old story, is it? Oh, he has one Mukut over here, and he has one Chaban. Sorry, boss, today he is going to have you know all the latest of the ICBMs and the weapons that you want. Okay? He may be riding in an F16s or F whatever 22 or 35 or something like that. We don't know. Today's God may be sitting with one button, you know, nuclear button, like that, and the whole world will blow up. <laughs> don't know about that. So, what does your God look like? What does your God look like today? He looks like an alien, is it? Jadu. Huh? Come on. <laughs> Today you represent God in a very, very strange manner, what you can think of. But all that is a wrong way of looking at it. Do you understand? It's a wrong way of looking at it because God cannot be represented this way. God is within you, God is the powers within you, the power within you. So, did you get this verse clearly? From false ego, in the mode of ignorance came the subtle physical perception, the idea to know something. From which gross elements were generated. Gross elements, I have already explained to you, there are elements which are generated, they got created. From false ego, in the mode of passion came the senses. How do you understand what does the earth do and what does this do and what does that do? Only through your senses, isn't it? And then from the false ego in the mode of goodness arose 11 demigods. When you have all these senses and everything in place, do you not want them to do something with your life? So that's something which we do. We create money. Why? Lakshmi is within us. We learn a lot of things. We get educated. We have knowledge. Saraswati is within us. This is a goddess of education and Even in all this Greek and other mythology also, they also had this kind of gods and goddesses. It's just a representation. Please understand this. These are powers within a human being. So, these powers exist. Impelled by me, all these elements combine to function in an orderly fashion and together give birth to the universal egg, which is my excellent place of residence. Now, we are again going back to the See, all these were examples for you to understand what are the ramifications of what was being taught. But we are going back to the creation once again. When the creation was happening, all these elements came together. And when all these elements combined in different formula, you know, when you have C and H, is carbon and hydrogen. That is one thing. C, H and O gives another thing. C, H, O and N gives another thing. I'm s- You understand what I am talking about, isn't it? CNH is carbon and hydrogen. Do we call them hydrocarbons? Yes. We have studied in school. Hydrocarbons. I combine oxygen with it. What happens? Carbon, hydrogen and oxygen. If I take the biggest thing, carbohydrates we call it, isn't it? C, H and O. Isn't it? C6H12O6. Is what? A kind of a carbohydrate. Sugar we call it. Huh? Ah, I have to remember all my good old days. Yes. What is 120 <laughs> Okay. So, carbon, hydrogen and oxygen gives us carbohydrates. CHO and N gives me what? Proteins. Isn't it? Okay. Understood. Now, in this material world, what are they? Even a virus has that. (laughs) So you are as good as virus. Isn't it? C-H-O-N-N. Little strands of virus. It can create so much problem for us. Yes. So, all these elements, when they come together, they create objects. Different, different stuff. Isn't it? So when I go deeper into the earth, I take out the crude oil. When I take out the crude Can I break it down into so many different, different things? Yes. Can they be combined? Yes. Right? In the same way, I have just given you of elements like this, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. I am telling you about letters, A, B, C, D till Z, okay? Can I create A, B, C together? C, A, B, correct? C, A, B means a cab. Does it create an object? Of course it created an object. C, A and B. If I join them together, they create an object in our mind, isn't it? Like that, think, all these elements, when they came together, the five elements, all the tatwas, everything, all this, they came together. What happened? Combined to function in an orderly fashion. They will always come in an orderly fashion. We think there is chaos in this universe. No. Everything falls in place. Correct? So when that falls in place, it creates an element. Did I say ABC? No. I said C, A, B. Isn't it? Did it fall in orderly fashion? Yes. When it fell in orderly fashion, it became a cab so all the elements when they came together in an orderly fashion they all come together and give birth to the universal egg what is this universal egg the place from everywhere everything has come from that is called the egg human beings also come from the egg isn't it the zygote we call it huh and the sperm and the uh, the egg when they come to come together, there is a union and from that, that becomes an egg. We have even had, uh, you know, chicken's eggs also, no? Right? From that comes a chicken, we say that. Exactly. It's like an egg. So, this whole universe came together to form this egg. And this egg goes by the name Brahmanda. Anda means and, egg, Anda is equal to egg. Brahma. Brahma means the space or the entity or the place or the things which are from from somewhere it has come. From somewhere it has come. The term Brahma, not Brahmaji. Okay, Brahmaji is that power, that god of creation. No, no, no. This is Brahma. B-R-A-H-M Brahma. Brahm also means illusion, by the way. (laughs) In that, this egg got created. So from the unmanifest, the god which we cannot see, to the thing which we can see. So where were you before birth? No idea. Did you come and become an egg? Yes, of course you became an egg. Before you were born, were you an egg? 100% you are an (coughs) egg. Before that, where were you? You were in the state of Brahma, don't know, Hmm? illusory place. So from nowhere you became something, so that is called universal egg, which is my excellent place of residence. So God says, I stay in that place. So we will stop over here. So what we have done today, we have done couple of verses. We have established how this universe comes into the picture with an example of a child being born so what is the first thing that happens the medieval during the old ancient times everything comes along in the form of mahatattva, these are the elemental things they all come together they have the three modes sattva rajas and tamas they all combine together to create some objects these objects then create some senses and from the senses, they are all put together in the form as an egg. So this is what the whole gist of it is. And we will stop over here. I will see you all in the coming week. Bye. Have a nice day.